My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. Britt here. Today we have another exciting guest jumping on with us. Victor Vernado, an actor, stand-up comedian, and a New York cartoonist who's also the host of Wikilisten Podcast, is jumping on today. We're going to go over some wins, what's working. We'll talk about some of the challenges. So today we're going to have some great conversation within that alone. Thanks so much for jumping on today, Victor. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, I wanted to Absolutely. make a quick, just a tiny correction. Yeah. It's a, it's New Yorker cartoonist, not New York cartoonist. New, New Yorker York. cartoonist. It's, I mean, if you Thank were a cartoonist, you. you'd be like up in arms. I, I'm, I'm not up in arms, <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, as a cartoon, like, as a cartoonist, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very it's a distinction that's all. i'm i'm a very big cartoonist nerd so i apologize i love it new yorker cartoonist i yeah. love it well <laughs> i'm so excited for today victor thanks for taking the time out of your day to jump on um but before we really get started do you mind just going ahead and telling us a little bit more about your story and how you got to where you are today because i think you're kicking butt and it's just all fantastic so i'd love to share it with the people listening uh, sure. I actually started my work as an actor and comedian in New York uh, in around the 2000s. And then I immediately got cast in a bunch of movies. A couple of them were big. I was in uh, Incredible. a movie. Yeah. Tell us about yeah, I was, those. I was in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger called End of Days. And I was in a movie uh, with Eddie Murphy called The Adventures of Pluto Nash. And I was doing that. But I was kind of disillusioned with with how I was being cast. Like if you look mm-hmm. at my early IMDb page, it's like albino, weird guy, albino, weird guy. And I was like, <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted necessarily because I wanted to be known for my talent, not for just looking different than everybody else. Like, right. I guess if I was going to make an analogy, like I would say that I, w- I wanted to be like Peter Dinklage, not Vern Troyer. Right. Like, do you know Vern Troyer? He's mini. Well, I, yeah. And yeah. so how, how did you go about changing all that? Uh, well, I'm still in the process. Uh, well, first, mm-hmm. I actually started producing and directing my own things, like first on a small scale, and they eventually led to a larger scale to the point where like about six years ago, I was a producer for like love and uh, love and hip hop. I was on one of their uh, spinoff shows. I was, I was one of their producers. And then I, I also didn't like doing that because I'd kind of gotten way off the beaten path of where I wanted to start because I wanted to start out as an artist, but in the mm-hmm. end I was just making kind of crappy TV. So, <laughs> no offense to love and hip hop, but uh, <laughs> I, it wasn't, it wasn't my life stream. Uh, so right. then I had the idea. I was like, well, if people are going to uh, if people are going to trust me to produce a multimillion dollar franchise, well, I wasn't doing the whole franchise, but I was working on a show. But if, but it, obviously shows are multimillion dollar shows, TV shows. Absolutely. Th- 
Yeah. I was like, I can't, couldn't I figure out a way to do that myself with my own projects? And that's when I started on the path that I am now. Um, and then what I really started to do was I really started to learn a lot about business and entrepreneurship so that I could merge that with my brand of art and weirdness and then try to build real projects. And one of the projects that I built was a podcast called Wikilisten. And Wikilisten is a podcast where uh, me and my friend, Rachel, we read Wikipedia pages uh, every day and we comment on them. And sometimes we have special guests. Like recently we had the creator of the video game Qbert on the on the podcast to read the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page for Qbert with us and to give live commentary about what he thought about it, which is really great because he didn't like it. This is much. awesome. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And so then that led to me coming up with the idea for Wikilisten. Um, something that might be, I guess, really useful to people out there is how Wikilisten got started. Because Wikilisten got started be, because I put together a package for Wikilisten like a business. So Wikilisten okay. is its own business. Like if you look mm -hmm. up Wikilisten, if you look up Wikilisten LLC, you'll see that it is a registered business. And I made a business around it with partners and investment. And so uh, basically what I did was I reverse engineered how large brands launch podcasts. Like if you look at something like how Spotify launches a podcast, then I reverse engineered how they do it, usually with marketing and marketing dollars and where those marketing dollars went. And I did a lot of reading and research because luckily for me, because I used to work on documentaries and documentary shows, I, I, was, I was a professional researcher. And so I researched exactly how podcasts get started and how they get launched and how they become big. And then I went to a podcast studio, uh, Starburns Audio, which is the which is the um, podcast arm of Starburns Industries, which were which is a company that made the first few seasons of Rick and Morty. Um, and so, do you know the show Rick and Morty at all? Yeah. Are you a fan? I am. Anyway, doesn't matter. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so this company that made Love Rick it. and Morty. And then I went to one of the producers there and I was like, hey, if I wanted to make a podcast that was really successful, what would what would you suggest? And they're like, well, if you have like a daily podcast, that's great. And if you've got like a podcast that teaches people something at the same time, that's also really good. And so I was at home watching uh, TV and I saw mm -hmm. a TV show called Netflix Explained. Um, I love that show. Uh, it's just a show where they do deep dives on different subjects. And then while I was watching Netflix Explained, I was like, hey, this kind of seems like a, Wiki a Wikipedia page. And right. then, so then I looked at the Wikipedia uh, terms for their content and it's free to use as long as you just say it came from Wikipedia. And then I was like, oh, well, why don't we start a podcast called Wikilisten that is just us reading Wikipedia pages? And that is what I modeled. And then I took the model. So first, actually, the first thing I did was I started making the podcast. Because, okay. because, because anyone can use Wikipedia, I was like, well, I want to start making it so that when I go start pitching it to people, it already exists. So it's already an entity. Right. So, because I mean, obviously anybody could walk away and just do the exact same thing. Um, and so I started making it immediately. Like, I, I think I had the idea and within like two weeks I was making uh, episodes daily. 
uh, and Crazy. then, yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't making them daily. I would I would record a bunch of episodes back to back, right? And then okay. post them as and release them daily, or, or okay. release them five times a week actually. And then okay. now we're daily, and then now so, you're seven days. Yeah, now we're seven days a week, and so I I started releasing a podcast five days a week, and then we then I went back to Starburns and I was like, hey here's my podcast. What do you think? If I can get the money for marketing, will you guys help with the distribution and ad sales? And they were like, yes. So then I went to uh, a couple of investors and I was like, hey, so I have this company, which you know of Starburns Audio, which is also affiliated with Starburns Industries. They'll handle the ad sales this is how the marketing works. This is how much money it costs to get this many downloads. And this is the direction I want to go. Um, are you interested in investing? And I had two investors say yes. And one, but one investor was like, I'll, I wanted to invest in the entire projects, like wanted to buy, wanted to buy all the equity that he could. Okay. Uh, and then that's how it began. That is incredible. Wow. See, I think it's so important to share that whole story right there, just because this is how you came to where you are today. And um, it's really interesting, I think. So I love it. I love every part of it. I like it because I get to skip a few steps by being um, savvy about how I put the deal together. Uh, Because any podcast that you're going to work on, I think you will have to like build it and sometimes building it is pretty slow and then in my case in in our our case uh sometimes like because we researched where to invest and then had the money to invest because of an investor i was able to do marketing where like we'll gain you know like two thousand subscribers in a week you know and and that's like the norm for us because because i had the time to go back and do the research. And when I found out, I mean, a lot of a lot of what I was researching was like, wow, this is too good to be true. Over and over again, this is too good to be true. Like the right. idea that if you take $100,000 over the next four years, you could make yourself probably around $2 million on a podcast. And it seemed too, be, too good to be true. But then as I researched, I realized it wasn't. and I And I understood why it wasn't then I was able to convey that to other people and convince them to work with me. Right. That, so what people do you um, normally, like what would your dream customer look like? My dream customer, my customers are, my customers are like Venmo, Samsung, et cetera, et cetera. Cause I'm not trying to sell to the general public, the general public. Right. I want to give away things to for free. In fact, I, I do a lot of projects where the, the general public, it's either free to the general public or I give something to the general public for free. But my my clients in that case or the people I'm trying to bring in are mm-hmm. advertisers. So all I have right. to do is make a good podcast and get eyes on it. And then advertisers fill in the blank. And like, like if you listen to our podcast now, we have advertisers like Venmo and Samsung advertising yeah. on our podcast because, because we made a podcast not only... I mean, there are certain rules that I follow. I, I, the, the podcast is family friendly, ish for the most part. It's family friendly. Yeah, and the and the podcast is daily, uh, and the podcast is about twenty minutes 
long, uh, each podcast. And so there are certain things that I want to do to make sure that I would be attractive to those advertisers. Because, so it would be appealing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you get to, and if you can get to the people who are real fans of podcasting, um, by the way, your lighting looks super dramatic right now. It's kind of awesome. Anyway. <laughs> no, right? Like yeah, I right? said, I'm it's traveling. Like... So this is not my normal office, but I'm just going with it. I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. And so if you can get to those people, for, like, for instance, advertising on podcast apps, you're in the space where people who listen to podcasts normally listen, listen to their other podcasts. So they're the people who are most likely to continue to come back to you. And so if you get to those people, then you can get that audience that you want or get, or get, get that audience that you want, which then again, draws those advertisers. And I understand that a lot of people have podcasts where they're trying to, they're trying to, um, supplement their business. Uh, you know, like if, if you're an architect, you may have a podcast about, about, uh, great uh houses and travel destinations or if you're a if you're a person that is a you're in a funeral home you might have a a podcast about uh uh you know uh bereavement or you know you could have a podcast about anything related and then the goal of a lot of those podcasts is to find leads of course and to lead those leads to your business which is in and a great way to work but that just wasn't what I was interested in because I work mostly in entertainment. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to, I wanted to make a podcast that feels just like being straight up entertaining. And I wanted it to make money because I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to turn my podcast eventually into something like the tonight show. So I want it to be a destination where people stop by to promote things. And, uh, and when you're doing like a press tour, like my podcast is one of the places that people are going to stop by because I'm going I'm going for, I'm going for, uh, I want it, I want it to be like 50,000 plus downloads a day, at least probably in the next like five or six months. Yeah. 50,000 downloads a day. And I know that's, I know that's true because if you can reach a thousand downloads a day, you can reach 10,000. If you can reach 10,000 downloads a day, you can reach 50,000. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And anything's possible and it will happen. I love it. This is amazing. So we all know that within building a six-figure or higher business, it comes with a lot of wins, but there's also those challenges. What have been, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have gone through and might still be going through um, throughout this journey? Well, I got to tell you, when we very first started out with this podcast and we like we like researched and we had like the marketing, like we were like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And so we had this marketing plan that included Facebook ads. And okay. then right when we started the podcast, when we got the money, we started the podcast and we started to do the Facebook ads for advertising and trying to build subscribers. We quickly found that the algorithms were changing very quickly on Facebook mm-hmm. and the way ads, the way ads were doled out, they, you couldn't, you just could not, uh, get the same results that you could get like six months ago. And so right. that was a, I mean, that was definitely a problem because suddenly we were like, oh, we can't get those numbers that we wanted to get from uh, Facebook. And that was like our number one way of doing the marketing at first. Uh, then 
we had to pivot and figure out, okay, so, well, I mean, I had researched other ways to uh, advertise and do the marketing for the podcast. And, and, and so then I had to just go around and figure out like, what was the best way? And luckily I asked for more budget than I needed. So I had a little bit of freedom to experiment. And so I was able to go um, with our, our uh, podcast advertising guru. Uh, his name is Tanner Campbell. He does a lot of great work um, with him. We were able to go to different platforms and test different platforms and see which one worked the way we wanted it to work until we finally found the right combination that did exactly what we needed. I love it. Okay. So a lot of that research um, has helped you out along the way hey, um, before going ahead and starting that podcast. Abs- absolutely. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine... I mean, I, I can't imagine. I can imagine jumping into something without doing research, but I have found in my experience that doing research is the best way to put your best foot forward and also not to waste right. other people's money. <laughs> I And I also think so many people don't do the research b- beforehand and that's why they get so stuck, you know? Um, so yeah, very important. So when, what were the intentional actions you took Um I know we just kind of covered that with starting the podcast, but was there any other intentional actions you took before jumping in and starting or just that research? Um, No, actually there are a couple of things I did. Like I, I pay attention to a lot of details that I know would matter. Like I spend a lot of time with the details that are going to matter to, for that are going to have the largest impact. For instance, it took forever to get a logo that I liked because I wanted a logo that was similar in style to Wikipedia's logo, but not a ripoff. I want right. people to get that vibe, but something that said that's something that said it's a new thing, but it also mirrors the vibe of Wikipedia. That took a very long time. That was a very intentional act to like find that just the right logo. In fact, our logo. And I think I did the right thing because our logo, one, um, we know that Wikimedia liked it. Number two, we also know that from its performance, our logo does a be- does better than a lot of ads that uh, we have tried. Just like straight up our logo because people like it. Wiki listen, yes. the logo. Attracting people, people. respond to it. And so mm-hmm. that was an intentional thing. Also, an intentional thing that I did was I built a production line for the podcast that was reasonable because okay. you know we're going to make lit- it's a daily podcast there's going to be thousands upon thousands of these and if the production okay. was bogging us down it would be impossible to do i've i've seen that over and over again i've actually counseled people on like how to make their podcast how to do production on a podcast and how to plan production so that it's easy because most people i think when they're going into the podcast world and they don't have uh, an idea about producing, what they'll do is they'll want to make a podcast that's very, very intricate. And they don't think about like repeating that process thousands of times. Right. Absolutely. Interesting. So you did have a, you had several intentional steps before going ahead and, and starting that podcast that you took into account. Um, yeah, what absolutely. is it? I mean, it's important oh, to think about, I mean, I, f- I feel like it's important to think about like, what is, you know, like 
if if this podcast really is going to go for like 10 years, because it could, then yeah. what do, then how is that going to be possible? If I'm, if I'm going to be, uh, you know, scoring it like a film and take and taking a huge amount of time and doing sound effects every single episode and to do one 20 minute episode takes three hours of editing. That's not sustainable. No, exactly. Yeah. And although, although it is sustainable in the future, it's kind of a little trick that I do because as the podcast makes more money, I can hire people to do different things that add to the production of the podcast, but it's not, right. but at the beginning I had to make it as sleek as possible because it was just me and my friend, Rachel. And Rachel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now, what is what is the closing deals on uh, or sales? Like, what's the ratio like with, with your podcast? Uh, sales? What do you mean? Do you do you make any get people join your team or anything that way, or just strictly um, like is the podcast bringing in a lot of money for you right now? Uh, yeah, not a huge amount, but it is bringing in, it is bringing in good money. Like it's like, it, 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 it is like right now it's going to be about between, I would say seven and 12,000 a month, right around there. Nice. And then, and- but then the goal is much higher than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, what is your biggest focus with just, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit about your focus and your goal this year or um, in the future, but what would this year's goal or biggest desire and focus be with your podcast? Uh, this year's goal is, is to, well, I mean, we've just started to cross over that line where instead of, instead of being the investment paying for things that the podcast is is able to pay for itself. And mm-hmm. so, but our podcast also has a team behind it. So there's like a team of about five or six people behind the podcast. And so right. uh, that means that, that means that we want to make a lot of profit. Like we, we're trying to build our podcast like a media destination. So 50,000 downloads a day, even though it's not like, it's not like anything close to the biggest podcast, but it's nothing to sneeze at. That's like a good amount. It's a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge, Absolutely. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge amount. And then it is. making and doing that, doing that number a day is enough to really set up the podcast for the future. Because at that point, you can devote enough of your budget to marketing so that your podcast is always growing. Then you become like Coca-Cola or Pepsi where they're huge. Well, like Coca-Cola is number one, right? So Coca-Cola is number one, but they still spend so much money on marketing because they always want to be number one. And so then with those kind of numbers, we'll be able to devote a substantial amount to marketing so that we can then move forward and always be growing, always be on people's minds, always be paying for the right PR person so that we have press about us. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you go about finding those, the correct people? Uh, that's hard. Cause I know that can, that can be tough. That's a tough, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough one. One of the hardest things, right? So like finding the right people, <laughs> finding and... the right people is, has, is always hard. It has always been hard. It, 
really does. I mean, there's so many people who promise you the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who there are people who seem like they really know what they're talking about. But when you put them in practice, uh, they don't. I mean, and and not to mention, for instance, like for an independent podcast like WikiListen, having a hundred thousand dollars is unusual. Okay. So that's unusual yeah. for a podcast to start out with a budget. And so some of these people who we work with, when they're handed a budget uh, that is a substantial one, they don't know what to do with it. Right. And so they falter. And so, yeah, there, there are so many people that we have met that will say, oh, I can do A, B, C, but then we find out they can't do it. And there's also people who we've met who, who were like, oh, this is the way to do things, but their their way of doing things doesn't match up to the research that I've done. And then we will test them out and then they will perform worse than the uh, marketing that our team does through our research. And that's happened already. It, and that's already happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's already happened where we we brought somebody on to do some marketing. They performed worse than what we were performing at Previously. with our oh marketing. Oh my dollars. gosh! Yeah, like maybe like maybe our 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 work was three times as good, at <sighs> least. Oh, like a dollar for a, us. That's was like disappointing. Hey. Well, I mean, yes, but everything is learning, so exactly yeah everything is learning and so it just makes us more efficient and so this podcast is starting to go really well but then that also means that the next podcast that we put money behind is going to launch even better right yeah and now you you're using these tools and you know pivoting and you know what to do differently next time right so all of it is learning absolutely yeah so that's the way we have to look at it right um so Based on where you are today, if if you were to triple what you're making right now from the podcast, say, for example, double or triple, we can talk about, I guess, what would you need to change or what would you what would be some of the new challenges that you would face in order to do that? Actually, we are at the sweet spot right now where we don't really have any, uh, our only real challenge is getting more ears on the podcast. That's it. Because more listeners, uh, attracting yeah, more listeners right because people. we've got, we've got the sales team for our advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the, we've got the production team done. Like we are producing the podcast and it's working. We've yeah. got, we've already made contact with Wikimedia. They like us. Uh, and so we are looking forward to doing more things with them. Um, so really it's, everything is going well. It's our job to just not screw it up at this point. So as long as we keep on the straight and narrow, I mean, there were, I mean, it did take us a while to get to this point. Like, right. Exactly. Getting the podcast working, right. Getting our hosts banter down, getting their production down, uh, getting, getting the first few listeners to start getting the first bump past our first, like, you know, thousand listeners per week past 10,000 listeners a week. You know, it, 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 we had to go through all that, but now we're at the point where we're like, Oh, all we really need to do is continue what we're doing because we're building listeners. So we just need to continue doing that because we already have, we're already making money 
And so the more listeners we have, the more our ads make money. So exactly. our biggest challenge, and- our biggest challenge right now is just, uh, yeah, just being efficient and keeping it going. And you guys already are quite consistent. You went from five days a week to now seven. And yep. so that's, I think one of the biggest things is being consistent, right? So. Yeah. And when we went to seven days a week, we gained listeners faster because we would go five days a week. And then of course our listenership would go down for two days and then we do five more days. And and then it used to always be, we would be Monday, excuse me, Monday through Friday. And then okay. Monday through Friday again. And then on Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, our listenership would go down. And then the Monday usually would debut less than the Friday, uh, the Friday had ended on. And so we would have to build back up and we would still make overall gains over the next week. But those two days were like a damper in our in our uh, I, I guess our 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 line of uh downloads. So like, but now you can look at our downloads and you can see just a steady rise over every day. Every day. Yeah. And just more to come. And you used to struggle with, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you struggle at all during the journey with the, you know, the raising capital and stuff? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but can we go a little deeper into that before we jump off? Sure. At also, just okay. um, t- tell us more about that and how you got past, past that again. Well, um, Raising capital was interesting because okay. six years ago, when I was like, I wanted to strike out on my own and do my own thing, I realized that what I really need to do is bring people onto my team that did all the things that I either did not uh, excel at or I hated. And so, <laughs> right. I, I, and one to of the fill things, those gaps that I, yeah, and one of the things I hate doing is fundraising. I don't like it. Um, mm. I don't like fundraising. I don't like administrative work. And so, I started using a platform called Lunch Club. Have you ever used Lunch Club? I haven't. Lunch Club is interesting. It, it it used to be before the pandemic, it was a place where you could be set up on random lunches with people in your industry who wanted to meet other people. And it was it was okay. it was an interesting thing. And I had never done it then. But when the when the pandemic happened, it became all like uh, virtual remote meetings. And then you can meet people from all over the world rather than just in your city. Um, right. And so it became a great place to just meet people in your industry. And through that, I actually met someone who did fundraising. Okay. And so me, what I had to offer was I'm really good at, I'm a, I'm a good producer and I'm a, I'm a good creative. So I can, I basically can take any idea and then execute. That's pretty much what I'm really good at. Uh, like I, I, I can go from like, oh, wouldn't it be a great idea if I had a podcast where I read Wikipedia pages to making it sound professional and getting it out there and designing the logo yeah. and just going from beginning to end. So that's what I can do. I can, I can come up with ideas that are, I, I'm really good at coming up with ideas that most people agree are good ideas. And so he was like, well, if you can come up with ideas and most people agree are good ideas, and then you can also show how that idea can make money. I know people who are looking to invest. And so that's that's um, one of the biggest hurdles was I had to fill in the gap of my lack of uh, knowing how to raise funds. Now, what that does mean is that 
yes, they come in, they, they want equity. They want a part of the pie, but uh, me not liking to seek out funds and not knowing how to raise funds necessarily. That's great for me because it's a pie that has money in it. Uh, or I could have the whole pie with no money. <laughs> so I'd rather have a part of a pie with money. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I was curious on that and um, how you made that work. So, and for right now, the only challenge you have currently really would be the hiring part, right? Um, yeah, I mean, not really the hiring. I mean, again, we've gone through those hurdles already. So we've right. gone through those major hurdles. So right now, all we really need to do is continue marketing. And just, we just getting need to get more we have the, listeners and yeah. Yeah. We have the machine set up. Like if you've got a store, if you've got a store and you have a product which people love and you know that if you get people in the door, every fourth person is going to buy something, then your only real hurdle is marketing and advertising. Exactly. Interesting. Well, you're doing so amazing with it all. And I, I love the, your story and everything that you've, that's brought you here today. Congrats, because I think you're, you're, you're doing fantastic. And um, so thank you again for taking the time out of, the, out of your day to jump back on with us. And if anyone's looking to connect with you, that's listening, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, you could easily find me online uh, at, on, um, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You can go mm -hmm. to wikilisten.com that all our information is there on the podcast okay. website. So uh, it's an easy way to check it out. And then you put in wikilisten on any search engine, you'll find us immediately. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I've tried it. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks so much, Victor. Uh, appreciate you jumping on today. I'm, I'm really happy that you were able to. And a group, if you're listening and you liked please go ahead and subscribe if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to be on the podcast we'd love to interview just like we did with victor so please go to podcastrebels.com thanks again everybody and catch you on the next episode bye victor thanks so much no problem thanks for having me Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.